0: That's what we'll do. Email them to me at. Um, actually, I'd rather not have them email them to me. Um, <laughs> okay, this is what you do. <laughs> so this is going well. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be episode. What is this? Seventeen. What is it? No, 18. Let me see. What did I just post? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is episode 17. 17.
1: Lucky 17. Yeah. She's a only hollow...
0: 17. Oh, you threw
1: it 17. Winger. Little winger. Dude. You winged me. You winged winger, me. Winger knew don't, what was up. Don't wing me. <laughs> <laughs> don't wing me, man. Um, is this the Halloween episode? Would this be this coming out? Uh, this is our... Uh, it's Halloween week. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everyone. It's Halloween Halloween week. By the time this comes out, it'll be Halloween. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love Halloween. It's our favorite holiday. It's Christmas for us. You know it. I was trying to think of something special to do today for Halloween, but I... I've been running around getting tested again and working and stuff. So I, I didn't really come up with anything unless I come up with something off the cuff. I don't know what that would be.
0: But, I got uh, invited to a party on Halloween. I, I don't think it's a big party. I think it's some, like an intimate Halloween party.
1: So I, I think we're going to go to that. I'm going to probably stay home and pop popcorn and eat <laughs> candy and carb pumpkins and watch horror movies and drink cider Unless the weather's like it was today then I won't be going anywhere
0: on Halloween. Yeah, right? It's crazy. It's we crazy. had rain yesterday too.
1: Did you? We didn't get any here. You didn't get any rain? We got rain. uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we need I like it. a rain. I like a gloomy uh I like a gloomy uh, October to be honest with you. I'm enjoying the cooler weather now finally. Yeah. And the grayness has been lovely. And um yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody! I hope everyone's going to stay safe and have fun, and do something, you know, wear a mask,
0: and had a lot of fun at the Knots Taste of Halloween Friday night. Ah, yes, that I couldn't go to. Was it good? It was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet.
0: Kirk Acevedo and his wife uh, appreciated you not being able to go, so
1: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Um, Yeah. I wanted to go to that, was super stoked about it. Then of course, as always in my life, the one date that I, you know, all right, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm going to that. Then it always happens. It's a get off my lawn thing for me. So I'm going to mix that into the conversation. Mm -hmm. It never fails that something I'm working on drops a fucking shoot date or a thing on the date that I have something fun planned always. And that happened. But uh, it went well. It was a good, you know, um, I'm go back again and do it tomorrow and the next day. I make up on a, a lovely young gentleman who everyone knows. Um, and it was, uh, it went good, but I was super bummed I missed it. What'd they have? What kind of food? All
0: kinds of good stuff. I'm trying to think of what my favorite was.
1: One thing that really surprised
0: me, because I'm not really a pastrami guy. Mm-hmm. They had these pastrami tater tots. They were tater tots with pastrami and mustard and like a cheese sauce and it and it to me it looked and sounded awful but we nay and i got one to share because we just wanted to try different things i was shocked at how tasty it was i was like Mm. damn that's pretty good Mm. because i don't really like mustard and i'm really not a guy me
1: neither
0: The a
2: lot of
1: salt a lot of salt it gives me the the sweats
0: I was hoping you weren't going to say it gives you something else Um, oh uh, they had this really good 50-50 like orange sickle icy Mm -hmm. thing it was like Mm -hmm. vanilla ice cream and an orange icy mixed together Mm -hmm. that was really Mm -hmm. good that was some good shit I I, Mm -hmm. I had a good time was it kind of like an
1: orange Julius type of situation sort of
0: yeah you know it was good Mm -hmm. sorry about that I don't know how to turn that sound off <laughs> Nick Castle keeps texting me. It's mm. those are modern problems, right? Those
1: are modern problems. Yeah. Oh, geez, this, that, it's Halloween this is, week and Nick this, Castle keeps texting
0: me. Well, this is Nick's way of trying to get on the show. He's texting like during the oh, <laughs> He's trying right. to get back on. Right. Like,
1: hey guys, Let's, we'll put him back on the show. We just saw Nick. We were at his house. Yes, we were. Uh, what was that last Wednesday? Wednesday. Last Wednesday,
0: yeah. yeah. And James Jude Courtney was there as well. James it was Jude a Courtney. little Halloween reunion at Nick's house. Oh, wow. I don't think lovely. we can say why. I think it's all hush-hush, but is it? I think
1: so. Okay. But filming something. Filming something. Yeah. It was it was nice. Had a had a really lovely evening that day.
0: Yeah, I wish I didn't have to run out so quickly because I was really enjoying myself, but I had to
1: pick up the significant other at the airport. Well, that was more important. We just sat around and talked about old guy stuff for the most oh, part. That's
0: what this whole show is. That would have been fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about ailments and this and that and that. it was fun. But it was fun. We got a little political, got a little philosophical, we got a little you know, ate a lot of pizza, ate a lot of salad that uh, not the salad that was all over the table.
0: Cuz I don't know how to use tongs. <laughs> <laughs> tongs <laughs> tongs 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 what are, what are they tongs tongs they tong not yeah. thongs or something you wear in your area right yeah yes. um yeah i i it, it was funny i'm i'm trying to use these things to get salad and I, let, I go i'm not very good at this and as i'm carrying it over to my plate it just goes Phew! and just goes
3: Phew! everywhere salad everywhere yeah
1: but it was a lovely evening and we we did a thing shot something there at mr castle's house and then we went on a little field trip and went back to Pasadena and went back to Sugar Mint and we saw some Halloween location sites, which was lovely. And then we took,
0: took James to to see the Sugar Mint and he'd never seen the original Myers house or anything. So we, we showed him a couple things and lovely evening. Yeah, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Watch a guy in a ghost face costume, taking pictures in front of the Myers house for some reason
1: yeah that's right i was like you that's the wrong guy it's the yeah. wrong
0: house dude <laughs> since uh this got cut out of the last episode this was my birthday present from nick he 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 bought he got me a and it's falling off but um it's, uh, he got me a, a thing of diet coke and he had this glued on the side but it fell off and it's as you can see he he cgi'd a little uh or photoshopped CGI'd photoshopped cgi yeah <laughs> he went to ILM and got them to put this ILM. Diet Coke can instead of a Dr. Pepper can and uh right. and he signed it to me Woo. happy 50th happy. and he uh little personalized uh half Sean Clark happy 50th bottles so I thought that was sweet
1: are you gonna I'm drink gonna, those or are you gonna keep them in the box and drink, I'm drinking I'm drinking I'll drink oh. them
0: I just wanted to save save them to show them off for the show at least i'll definitely keep the little sure nick castle handmade jig. i got this in the mail this week a fan uh andrew Albery, sent me a he did a, a it's a tots mask i'm trying to get on i think he went a little heavy on the on the nose thing there but um <laughs> but it looks pretty good I mean, uh, he did the the matting pretty nicely,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, look at that. that. Thank you, I appreciate it, Andrew.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, want one. I didn't want one, Andrew. That's cool.
0: No, he didn't. He didn't. He makes his own. Uh, and I also got this uh, from my buddy <laughs> Scott. He, um, I think he's making these. Has something to do with making these for this company here. They're doing these. Uh, halloween three they're like challenge coins kind of and and some pins like they did like it's hard to see there we go there's a witch one and uh skull they're like those challenge coins i was showing you before pumpkin right and then there's also a set of pins a set of pins as well trying to get them in
1: the light oh very cool
0: yeah, I'll take a good picture of these and post it with it so you can actually see them. And but yeah, he just he, out of nowhere said, "Hey, I got something for you. Give me your address." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And I guess he's he's making and selling those. So, well, let's get into some questions. We let's get into some questions before we have our our Halloween. Go- oh, I didn't even notice you're wearing the shirt. Very nice. I I wore this one. This is my I just got this from Gutter Garbs. A new one. Right? Sure. It's a good one. Yep, they sent me a, a nice More. little care package. Oh so, shit! Have- I'm glad you reminded me. I would have forgot. What should we toast those bad boys up now while we're reading while we're reading questions? I'm a, I like it
1: raw, so if you oh, want yeah, toaster, you,
0: to- you go ahead. I, Let I, me I, throw I, mine in the toaster real quick. I, Since we
1: had such I, a
0: tremendous I, response to old dudes eating pop tarts, <clears throat> we uh, we're gonna try another while this. we
1: still have our teeth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And even we don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gum those things. I'm gonna till the day yeah,
1: I die. I'll put it in a blender and yeah. have some mushy pop tarts.
0: So I found I stumbled upon this other limited edition. Red, white, and blueberry. My guess is it's just gonna be blueberry with some colored crust. Uh, but and, Dude, and where do you get these coffee? magic beverages that just appear? It's insane.
1: I know. that It's magical. It's yeah. magical. And look what's on my mug. Look, I got the – instead of Jack Skellington, I'm oh, going, with the, going with – Oh, is that Scarlett Johansson? That's the bride. It's <laughs> the bride of Frankenstein. Right you don't there. get the – you didn't hear the news? A little hot coffee.
0: Did you not hear the news? Hmm. Scarlett Johansson's going to be no playing what? the bride. Is she? That's That was on. Really? That that was the news this week that she's gonna be. She was cast wow. as the bride, which I kinda can see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I'm right now. I I feel like I have to cancel doing this show and go figure out how to get that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if there's like, any, see you need, later. I gotta go do. If
0: there's any need for help a life cast or anything a full body cast, and you need an extra. Yeah hands there's some, some spackling i can i can help because i just i want to be involved copy that because i'm just all right I'll i'm a giver you know. what what
1: Why well you if you that? really want to be involved then then let me let me go and try <laughs> to get this job i'm sitting here talking to eating pop tarts i should be going to try to get my dream job well as soon
0: as we're right, done okay, with this you can go, go after your dream job Ooh, speaking of pop i just heard them pop let me grab them
1: Mm-hmm. Now I have to Google that while you're while you're tarting. Yep, yeah, there it is. Scarlett Johansson.
3: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
0: Ah, oh, you found it. See, I'm not lying. Yep. I just got something in we'll the. We'll direct
1: ma- a genre. Genre hybrid film for Apple and A24. Ooh, I've always wanted to work with A24.
0: Mm. Get on the horn when we get done. So I just got this in the mail, and it's very odd because it's just a styrofoam cube wrapped in plastic. Look at this. This is how something was shipped to me.
1: Huh. And it what says, is it? It
0: says Client Services Center Return Department. I don't know what this is. I'm gonna open it up while we're okay. All right. while my pop tarts are cooling. Fine adult collectible. Uh oh. Hmm.
3: Um,
1: adult collectible. Yeah. Is I don't it know what porno this. porno is.
0: collectible? Is it a? I hope it's a porn thing.
1: Christy Canyon action figure? Is it a? Nina Hartley action yeah, figure? Yeah, I don't know a... those
0: names you're referring to because I'm a, I'm I'm not a perv.
1: Right. Sure. You're, you're wholesome. I don't celebrate know their entire things. catalogs. <laughs> I do.
0: <laughs> Maybe I ordered these and didn't realize it. Because um, I ordered the Jack and Pumpkin one, but these are... So hmm. Sally Cactus and a little...
1: A Sally Succulent.
0: Deadly Nightshade Cactus.
1: Mm. Oh, nice. You know
0: what? I, you know what? I think I may have gotten hoodwinked by this friggin' company into signing up for a series when I thought I was only buying two. It's one of mm-hmm. those like Bradford Exchange things. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. I think those fuckers sucked me into a, a subscription of some sort. All right, we'll have to look into that. But
1: kind of like that, kind of like that uh, records and tapes thing back used in the to day,
0: do. The Columbia, what was that Columbia, Columbia, Columbia House,
1: Colum- Columbia House Records and Tapes, where they you get. It's a, a record for a penny.
0: Oh, those are the days. Um, so we're we gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Check That mm-hmm. bad boy out. It is red, white, and blueberry, but it's red and it's white. But guess what's it inside? Is. It's blueberry. Let's give it a shot.
1: I got mine. <clears throat> My icing is. This one's kind of lazy. They just ran it through the mill.
0: It's got red and blue blue sprinkles on it, too.
1: Oh. I don't know.
0: It just tastes like a blueberry Pop-Tart.
1: It tastes like Windex. It's got like a Windex kind of cleaner kind of vibe.
0: Really?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I like it. You know?
0: maybe, maybe you need to toast it to get rid of that Windex. M-
1: maybe. Maybe it's got to evaporate the alcohol and ammonia that's in it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I, like I don't it. know about those. I don't know, guys. I guess, no. Mm. It tastes like cereal. It tastes, it tastes like, like America. It tastes like fucking America, man. Uh, like shit, you mean? Um, <laughs>
3: it's
1: very sugary. I like the pretzel ones better. I wouldn't buy it again. Right. I'll eat it. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: read this. This isn't going to repurchase.
1: Right. Yeah. I'll probably, even though I'm not really crazy about them, I'll probably eat them for the rest of the show.
0: All right. Well, let's get into some questions while we eat these tasty, tasty Americana Pop-Tarts. <clears throat> Lim- <clears throat> Limited edition. <clears throat> I'm about to choke to death. Limited edition. What if I choked on America? <laughs> I'm Okay. Are you, sad? are you sad it's not as good as you want it to be? <laughs>
3: just
1: the, the flavor in my mouth just fills me with dread.
0: <laughs> Brittany said, when are you going to do another Hollowed Grounds? I would love for you to do Halloween 2018. I love watching your show with Chris. You guys are a great team. Well, I kind of covered this, I think, in a previous question. Horror's Hollowed Grounds is more about a retrospective looking back, you know, years later. So... 2018 was two years ago. Probably be a while before I get around to that one.
1: When would you do that? When would you do the 2018, say 2028? Um, I, I, I do it on classic films. So, right. Okay. It's, it's, very good. Then there's the answer. Everyone. No,
0: I mean, no, I, I just did Rob okay. Zombie's Halloween. So I think I'll get to it eventually. A Stanton about 20 years ago. I walked into the monster movie memorabilia store at Hollywood and Highland forgot the name of the store to browse, To my surprise, there sat Gordon and Combs at a table to sign DVD copies of Reanimator for anyone who bought one. Nobody was there. It was like that record signing scene in Spinal Tap. I bought one and they both signed it, talked about the film with them for about 15 minutes and nobody else showed up. They were both cool guys. You're probably talking about Hollywood Book and Poster, which was close to Hollywood and Highland, but wasn't on Hollywood and Highland. That's the only place I can think of that would be having a dvd signing with stewart and, and jeffrey unless maybe there was a virgin mega store at hollywood and highland mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: maybe there but he's saying monster movie memorabilia store so it's got to be hollywood book and poster yeah it's got to be That's which the is only thing that was around there yeah which is gone now sadly because eric caden passed away good guy he's st- i went there for years even back when it was over on hollywood and vine way back in the day. Bug man, ban. He said, wow, this was incredible. I have always had a tremendous respect for Mr. Combs. I did not see Reanimator until I was older. My first real exposure to Mr. Combs' work was The Frighteners. I still know what you did last summer and House on Haunted Hill. I loved him in those films, particularly The Frighteners, which is my favorite of his works. This was just a fantastic interview with this icon. I was very saddened about Stuart Gordon's passing earlier this year. I was just curious if either of you have seen his film Stuck from 2007. The film is inspired by real events, and I think it's brilliant. Best to you both. Thank you for this amazing weekly podcast. I own Stuck on DVD, but I've never watched it.
1: I've never seen it. Didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things. I, I need to get around to watching it. I think I was sent a review copy. 'Cause two thousand seven was back when I was still a journalist. And did I review it? Apparently not.
1: Apparently not. Pretty little horror gal. Oh.
0: Yeah. Love the podcast. A question a question for Sean. What is your favorite and least favorite hollowed ground experience? And also can you get the dreamy and charismatic Robert Russell back on your show, please?
1: He's so dreamy.
0: He is so dreamy. My favorite episode is Session 9. My favorite experience was Halloween 3 because I was in the original Town with Tommy Lee Wallace. Least favorite was John Carpenter's Someone's Watching Me because it was just the most boring episode ever because those locations were boring as hell. And it was one I really didn't want to do but just did because... There you go. Strum and Skull, I guess. It's all in one word. Strumming Skull. Okay. Hello, Chris... And Sean, I was wondering, what special effects was Chris responsible for in *The Tax Collector*? Just watched mm. it and thought the blood and gore was well done. Loving the podcasts up here in Canada.
1: Chris, no, oh. well, good day. Um. <laughs> good day. See, that was a little joke. See, yeah, because they're north, but Australia's south. Top of the morning to you, lad. Um, <laughs> how's it going, eh? Don't be such a hoser. Tax Collector, yeah, it did a ton of stuff for Tax Collector. There's all kinds of stuff. Most of it isn't on camera. A lot of it got cut out or cut around. It was very graphic. I'm willing to bet that maybe it got cut out because of it was super violent. and It seemed that the tone of the film went a completely different way than what was intended. It turned out to be a little more like a soap opera than a violent drug cartel movie, which I thought it was going to be, it turned out to be more like Telemundo. Uh, but, um, and it's, uh, but there was a ton of stuff. Did so much stuff. There's a guy where we drag his face on the pavement and half his face gets, you know, scraped off. We did Shia LaBeouf getting his getting beat to death and his shins splintered with a hammer. We did, we did, we did a guy who gets his head crushed with a, with a toilet, uh, Uh, a toilet lid thing a porcelain toilet lid gets his head crushed we did explosion, a a nail bomb and all these nails going all these people we did a ton of stuff i did a ton of stuff but a lot of it isn't even in it you barely see any of it which is a shame i was very disappointed but what are you gonna do be disappointed yeah like everything else in life
0: hungry wives he said, after a double feature in the following 2018 and this episode, it just okay. hit me that Christopher Nelson can do anything. He gives wow. a terrific <laughs> and funny yet grounded performance in the same movie. He's delivering such inventively nauseating effects. And then I see him bring that same easygoing charm to the best interview I've ever seen with one of my favorite actors. I know it sounds like I'm blowing sunshine up his ass, but really, I'm listing all the reasons why I loathe him.
1: Whoa, go. that took a turn
0: at the end. Yep.
1: That took a big Night turn.
0: Christ, because it was just turning into a fucking.
3: Jeez.
1: <laughs> oh, you know. That was very nice up until the very end there. Then, then, uh, but uh, I think I know where you're coming from. I, I, I think I, I can't do any, everything. Well, actually, I can do a lot of things. I'm pretty multi-talented. But, uh, but thank you. That was very, very sweet of you until the end. And humble. I I loathe him and humble. Yes. Grounded. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Thanks, man.
0: Bobby Hall would like to know what we think of the Phantasm series and how would we rank the films? Well. Oh, wow.
1: Isn't Bobby Hall a hockey player?
0: Yeah. and, And now he just watches our show.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Hat trick for Bobby we'll save the ranking for a ranking episode but yes I'm a fan of the phantasm franchise are you Chris
1: yeah I am um Don't one call. and two I'm a fan of and then I kind of started checking out but I like part two a lot well part one's great it's classic but part two I just find so fun yeah it's so makeup effectsy and weird and cool and of its time it's very 80s it's just I, I really like part two it's everything I wanted to see in a part two of that nature
0: you know yeah i would very much look forward to ranking that franchise as i have Um, i have how many of them are there five okay live free or die said i'm in law enforcement and the one-eyed sack reminds me of a case a suspect did an armed robbery at a convenience store and had a pillowcase over his head with only one eye hole cut out he was last seen running into an apartment complex And we started knocking on doors to see if anyone saw anything. We knocked on a door and a dude opened the door with one eye. (laughs) My investigative skills kicked in and it turned out he did the robbery. If he just had cut another hole, we wouldn't have even looked at him. Another great show, guys. Happy Halloween. (laughs) It's a great story.
1: That is a good story. What were you thinking? What was that guy thinking?
0: Baffa D's said, Sean, I see your Waxworks record shirt. They make some truly beautiful pieces of plastic. Is there any vinyl that you and Chris own that you think is the most
1: beautiful? Vinyl that's the most beautiful? Yeah. Like a record? Mm-hmm. You mean like the colored vinyl thing situation? You cool, man?
3: Like how? <sighs> okay
0: whatever presentation know. packaging
1: well any old kiss album I is, <laughs> you can't go wrong um are we talking about the colored vinyl stuff what's the guy's name again what's the person's name Baffadies Baffadies <laughs> are we talking about Baffadies you mean boffadees <laughs> <right>. oh. <laughs> that's where my head goes anyway sorry um i don't know yeah kiss records i have a really cool that mondo i think it's a mondo creep show which is yeah. really the, the artwork and all that and the green record um
0: one of the coolest ones i have i have that really limited aliens mondo the one that has the liquid in it mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Like
0: they, they only made 48 of them so it's super mm-hmm. hard to get what what's it called? what's the their blood called it's the uh, xenomorph blood that's what the, the the vinyls called xenomorph blood liquid filled Bobby meek said gentlemen great show as always now the podcast is becoming more and more popular. Can you both tell us your Tom Sizemore stories? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell mine. I don't care. You can tell yours.
1: I can't tell mine. What? Not until he dies or something? <laughs> well, maybe when I'm retired. <laughs> I, can't tell to, I can't tell celebrity stories of this nature only because it, it affects my job and professionalism. But uh, you tell yours, go.
0: Mine's not as as amazing. I met him at a convention in London. Came up to his table, was talking to him. There was a girl with me, worked for the convention. She wasn't with me, but he thought she was with me. And he basically, he started talking to me and he was being super cool. And then he looked over to her and immediately was like locked into her, like digging her. And when he found out we were together, even though we weren't together but she, she worked for the convention she had walked up to the table with me mainly to help me get the thing signed without pain mm-hmm. he suddenly thought we were a couple or something and he just he turned on me like that like suddenly it was he just fuck like blowing me off and like wow. wow and then he went to sign my autograph i still have it he signed with a black sharpie in a black area so you can't even see it and he totally did it on purpose
1: Oh, that's a dick move. Yeah. That's, that's. And I'm like, hey, Ooh, I'm yeah. like, dude. he was trying to just. Started trying me. to
0: flirt with this girl. Right. And he thought I was with her. Right. So then he suddenly turned on me like, like I'm some asshole. And, and wow. it, it was weird. It was weird. What a weird
1: fucking guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, it didn't surprise me at all. I mean, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. I really wish I could tell my story, but I can't. Sorry. It's up.
0: Todd Jara said, Hey guys, I know you pre record the show and edit it down how you want it, but do you have any plans of ever doing a live show together where we can ask you questions in real time as well as a featured guest? That would be really cool. Just thought I'd ask because I'm sure many of us are thinking it. Awesome episodes consecutively, dudes. Keep them coming. Cheers. I would do that.
1: I think that sounds fun. I like the danger of that.
0: I'm up for it. Uh, we yeah. just got to figure out when, you know, and promote it properly. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. be down for trying that. Dub Bears live 96 said, Hey Sean and Chris been watching your show for a couple of weeks now and really been enjoying the content you guys are producing. Got a possibly interesting question for you, Sean. I recently found some of your articles back, from 2013 on Google, from Bloody Disgusting, Dread Central, etc., talking about a couple rolls of unseen footage from the original Halloween that someone has. Apparently, there's footage of Nick Castle dancing around the front yard after the end scene of him being shot off the balcony and lying in the yard. There is much more of that from what I've read, including a four and a half minute of Ray Stella and Dean Cundy messing with the Panaglide camera. Just days before they shot the film. For Halloween purists, I imagine any behind the scenes extras that have ever been seen would be priceless. Apparently, the Akkads were not interested in this at the time of the releasing of the 35th anniversary Blu ray, but I figured asking someone with superior intellect of the Halloween franchise, such as yourself, would maybe have more insight to the subject. I've never heard anyone discuss it before. Keep doing your thing, gentlemen. You guys get me through some really long work days. Okay, that was a long-winded thing. Oddly enough, the person who owns all that footage, Mr. Billy Kirkus, a friend of mine, we are going to have on as a guest to talk about that footage and where it came from and what's happening with it. So he's going to be on the show soon, and I'll let him tell the story. I've seen a lot of it. He showed me a lot of it. It's really cool stuff. I mean, it's literally every bit of unused footage from the original Halloween. Alternate takes. So in other Um, words,
1: stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have Billy on to to talk about all that stuff. Uh, Luke Swigert said, Hey, Christopher, I have a friend who thinks Shawshank is overrated. I do not share this opinion. What is your response to such an absurd statement? He watches this podcast like clockwork, so he's listening. His name is Cliff. (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: heartless Cliff, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say maybe, uh, all due respect, Cliff, my pal, my buddy out there, look into therapy, break down those walls, get past that barrier. If you can't fi- overrated, how do you, uh, what, uh, is it overrated? He said it was overrated? He said it's
0: overrated.
1: How many times have you seen it, Cliff? Call, call me right now. Call me on my phone, and we're going to get into this right now. I want to know, A, how many times you've seen it? Did you just see it once back in the day and went, where's the radio? Or, you know, have you tried it and watched it a few times? We're going to dive into this. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you need to get some therapy and, and have have a heart, Cliff. Have a heart. Cliff. That's all I got to say. All know. right. I could go on. You yeah. You want me to?
0: I think you just want you to shame Cliff. Um, I still like you, Cliff. It's okay. Brett Stortenbecker said, have you guys read the Taking Shape books? Part two just came out discussing all the sequel ideas that were discussed that never came together. Maybe authors Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins could be future guests on your show. Also, I tried the pretzel pop tarts. I thought the brown sugar cinnamon flavor were much better than the chocolate ones. Love the show. And as always, keep up the great work. Um, I do not have the Taking Shape books. I have Dustin's Phantasm book. But actually, Dustin reached out to me recently and offered to send me the second one, Taking Shape 2. So I guess that one's coming. We could potentially have him on as a guest. I, I think, have you heard about this book? It's a basically the second. Yeah, I have I have the first one. You have the first one?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So the second one's supposed to be all the un
1: produced uh sequel ideas Mm -hmm. that 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 for whatever reason and i don't know why that doesn't interest me Mm -hmm. i don't know but yes i agree the brown sugar ones are better than the chocolate ones
0: all right. Dylan J. Carver said, Greetings, Sean and Chris. I'm an independent filmmaker based out of northeast Kansas. Just wrapped my latest project in August entitled The Road Demon. Had the pleasure the of meeting the legendary had the pleasure the of meeting demon. the legendary Christopher Nelson in Saint Joe, Missouri at last year's Cryptocon. Was there another oh. guy named Christopher Nelson? Oh. Um Boom. what a Boom. great guy and super chill to talk to. Gave me some great tips on my redoing my Trick or Treat Studios Halloween 2018 hair. What I love about meeting people in the horror community is that everyone seems really laid back and willing to engage in actual conversation. There's this great sense that horror filmmakers and fans aren't only horror fans, but cinema fans in general. It's really great to have those like-minded conversations, so thank you. Also funny to hear the story about you all getting hammered in St. Joe. Not much else to do there. Question for you both. Are you either fans of the 1962 horror classic Carnival of Souls? It was (laughs) primarily shot here in Lawrence, Kansas, and many of the locations still stand today. Wonderful film. Thank you both for everything that you do for the horror film and filmmaking community. Carnival of Souls, I've seen it. I own it. I liked it, but it's not something that I revisit. I love the look of the movie.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. I like Carnival of Souls a lot. Romero got a lot of his inspiration for Night off of Carnival of Souls, I believe. It's cool. I like it. It's creepy and weird and cool. And I feel like Rob Zombie pulls from that movie too a lot or has. But not uh, my
0: favorite Kiss album, though.
1: So. No, no. But yes, yeah, a good movie. Excellent.
0: Mud Nelson.
1: Oh, it's my it's my pal Mud.
0: My name is Mud. Martin Nelson. Hey guys, what's your thoughts on the movie The Prowler? If you've seen it. I just discovered it recently. They shot some scenes in my hometown of Cape May, New Jersey. So now the movie is automatically way cooler to me. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, I am a Prowler fan, and I have visited those filming locations, actually.
1: And were they everything you wanted them to be and more?
0: No, there was a couple I couldn't find that was kind of a bummer that I couldn't find them, but I mean it's cool.
1: Yeah, I like the Prowler. some some cool gags in there
0: some real cool gags savini did some good shit in there it's funny the guy who played the killer peter he's got a weird last name starts with a g um Mm -hmm. he's a he's a dp now he he, i think he shot ghostbusters in fact oh really yeah wow yeah
1: the new ghostbusters or the no
0: 84 oh okay
1: yeah i was gonna say Hmm. Um, wow, interesting! I have to look him up, check it out. Yeah,
0: I had him at a convention once, and for the Prowler, and unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of love for the Prowler. He didn't do really? so great. Yeah,
1: I had. What the- was the Prowler's premise, main prayer? I know the guy was in the military. What was the deal? cuz I was only at that time I was only paying attention to the gags. I like I, it was on recently I had it on in the background in the shop when I was working on something and I still couldn't figure out exactly what the plot was.
0: I, I as I recall wasn't it like his his love his love broke
1: up with him while
0: he was gone right. or right. Uh, That's what I
1: thought. It was something about some broken-hearted soldier guy yeah. that was just couldn't get over it and move on with his life. Yeah. yeah. Just get over it, dude move on
0: man
1: yeah survived uh, war just get, <laughs> you know i
0: mean dodger rebel said another slam dunk great show fellas now i want some pop tarts awoken nightmare said another great episode how about you guys rank the kiss makeups including non-original member oh wait well, that did make did. it in that did oh, make did it, it, it into that last episode
1: yeah oh it did okay yeah oh so so our our I, contest our idea about the contest made it into the episode it did Oh, okay, um, but
0: but we, we didn't figure out how we were going to actually do it. So how are we going to actually do it? There is, if you just look up Google blank face for makeup, you can find mm-hmm. like just drawings of, of sketches of face. Print one of those bad boys out, draw your makeup idea on it. And I guess take a picture of it or scan it and instant message it to me on my uh, Instagram, which is at mm-hmm. malfunction. And, uh, and then we will, Chris and I will judge them. And the winner, the winner will get a cool prize. We'll come up with something really cool. We'll come up with yeah. something that's going to be worth your time.
1: We have to figure out what that prize is, though. we got to yeah. tell people at some point before they're done. Okay. we got to – we'll talk after this, or we'll talk, and we'll, we're going to figure out a good prize for you guys. But, yeah. It doesn't, you don't even have to print out the little face. Just draw it. Just draw a kiss makeup. You could, you could
0: draw it paper. too. The easier way would be to, to print out the face and draw yeah. it on it. Or
1: well, makes- you can do it on Procreate or you can do it on Photoshop or you can do it however, if you're an artist out there, however way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You could do it on your sister. You could do it on yourself. Get some grease paints and do a makeup. That would be, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see mm-hmm. people actually do the makeup on either themselves or somebody else and take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think Mm -hmm.
0: that'd be cool too? I mean, it's really going to come down to what the best design is, whether it's on paper, or if it's on somebody's face, because if it's goofy as hell, it don't matter how good it looks on someone's face. It's going to be the design.
1: And you have to to have a name. You have to have a a name for said character. You have to
0: name the character, the whole deal. So what I'll do is I'll put together an official thing that I can put on Instagram or my Facebook page to kind of show the rules and maybe have a deadline and we'll, we'll, we'll announce the winner on the show. And again, whatever the winning makeup is, Chris is going to do it on me. He's going to, he's going to make me up as the newest kiss
1: character. That's right. That's not the prize, but that's, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the, that might be the reveal.
0: Maybe, you do the makeup. We turn around and uh,
1: this is the way like. that might be the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we'll do, I'll do the makeup on Sean and, and you'll get a prize. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'll be a cool prize. We'll make sure it's It'll not cool. something lame. Yeah. Okay. Well, PJ is in the house. Are you ready Woo-hoo! for PJ souls? Totally. Totally. totally okay. Here we go. Ready. Here we go. There we go. There she, she is. is. Hey, <laughs> You see us?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> twins. twins
2: We're
1: totally twins. We're totally twinsies. <laughs> I wore this
0: shirt in your honor, but he's got the better one. So
2: Aw, thank you. How you doing?
0: Good. Happy Halloween to everybody.
2: Well, yeah. happy Halloween. <laughs> unless
0: you unless you waited too long and watched it the next day or something like that.
1: Thank you for coming. Thank you for doing this. This is super fun and super exciting. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. I've been such a huge fan of yours forever. Thank you. And uh we're just so I'm so happy you're here, especially in Halloween week. And by the time this goes on, it's Halloween. How have you how are you doing? How how have you been spending your twenty twenty and how are you spending your October
2: right now? <laughs> Well, the 2020 has been very strange. I've been spending it at home. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: but I uh, uh, had a good time the other day. My uh, daughter and son in law and my three year old granddaughter, we went to Haunt a So it was a drive through haunted house. And the best part is they just keep dumping candy in the window. So
3: <laughs> the whole
2: backseat was filled with candy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, just, you know, trying to uh, catch up on some shows, do some uh, unpacking of boxes, all kinds of things like that. Just staying in touch with everybody. It's been, uh, you know, homebound, trying to figure have out you, what to make for dinner. Have you
1: moved or something? <laughs> have you moved? Is that why you're
3: unpacking boxes? No, I haven't boxes?
2: moved. But when oh. I did move here where I live now, um, I had a bunch of boxes in storage that are oh. mostly No, my kids are in their 30s now, but I still have all their toys and all their uh, home movies and boxes and boxes. So that kind of followed me around. And uh, I always keep saying now that they have kids, I'm going to unpack the Legos and unpack the American Girl doll so that my grandkids can play with them. But never seems to happen. It's either too hot or too cold because it's outside in another room that doesn't have uh, AC or heat, so... But, you know, small, small little projects.
1: Great. And so you've spent most of 2020 obviously being healthy, obviously, I hope, and everything and any, anything. Oh,
2: yeah, the healthiest because, you know, you don't go out, you don't go on an airplane. It's uh yeah. usually if I come back from a convention, there's been so many handshakings and hugs and airplane rides and hotel rooms that you come back with the sniffles or something. So it has been a nice experiment to see that, you know, Germs actually do exist, and uh, (laughs) we probably should always be wearing masks from now on, even when conventions get back in the regular way, which I hope they do next year, because I miss everybody, and uh, I am a big hugger. That part, I don't know if that will be able to uh, continue as a tradition, but...
1: I was going to ask you, do you you miss the conventions? Do you miss it?
2: Absolutely, of course, you know? Uh, it's fun to travel, it's fun to go places, and it's fun always to meet the fans because, you know, at home, I'm, uh, I'm mom, I'm nana, I'm uh, clean the house, make the food, buy the toilet paper. At the conventions, I'm PJ Souls, and everybody is so nice and gives me so much love, and, and uh, you know, of course, I miss that, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Man, yeah, I'm been a strange year.
1: Very strange.
0: Very I'm strange. Glad it's, I'm glad
1: it's
2: almost. <laughs> for everybody, though. So yeah, at, least, yeah. at least we're not alone. It's, it's strange for everybody in the whole world.
1: So. Yeah, that's true. And we wouldn't be doing this show if, if it wasn't for the strange lockdown, weird. Right. World so there's of some good, there's
2: so. some pluses. I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, bonded with their families they've uh, gotten to know their kids whereas before they're like go to school get out go play i think it's been a, a real learning experience for a lot of people as to the way it was maybe back in the, the 50s and 60s when families gathered around and and ate dinner together and breakfast together and lunch together and you know had a hand in their kids homework and so i think it's probably uh there's pluses and minuses of course the the minuses the fear of going outside except especially for the older people and the vulnerable people but you know in the beginning i was a little bit more cautious i did the 7 to 9 senior hours at the at the grocery store but you know, now I'm I'm uh, a little more brave and I'm like, whatever. I'll wear my mask and my gloves and I'll be good. I'll be in and out. <laughs> We've learned to live with it. And I think there's been definitely some pluses. But the minuses are, of course, the, the conventions. Like, lastly, really looking forward to that. My first England-London show. Well, not exactly London, but UK show. And uh, that was going to be fun. And a whole bunch of other ones. Mad Monster in Arizona. So, you know, but that's okay. Sometimes you okay. got to step back and, uh, and hopefully everything will get back on track. And it's amazing. There's so many new, um, products out there. Masks for one thing, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people are buying a lot of things online. And, uh, so I sure. guess Amazon is ruling the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we would have been just getting back from Manchester. I think like today,
2: and I think it not. was this past
0: weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd be, instead of sitting here in the comfort of our homes talking, we would be stuck on a plane right now. So, you know, in a very long, <laughs> boring flight, I have some questions from fans.
2: Okay. This is from Ian Fetterman. He carved me a pumpkin with me. I think it's so cool. Yeah. He does these, con- <laughs> you know him. you yeah, well,
0: see that? Do you see that right there?
2: Oh yeah, that's yeah. One of Ian okay. and Ian Ian's did best.
0: Chris uh, Ace Freely pumpkin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, beautiful.
2: nice, beautiful yeah. pumpkin. It's amazing, and I think it's so funny that he started out doing real pumpkins, and then he thought, "Well, that's silly. They're
3: <laughs> they're not
2: going to last. <laughs> I better convert over to to uh, whatever this is styrofoam." So right, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: We got two kind of similar questions. Ben Jones said do you have any cool bill murray stories from stripes and chris hall said is it true bill murray was hard to work with on stripes thank you pj and happy halloween so we got two different bill murray questions here and go for it
2: <laughs> yeah well i could tell you a lot of good stories but uh you know it'd be x-rated no i just kidding
1: no <laughs> oh, yeah. um, has no no that's right it's right. that unrated there's the no this show is unrated.
2: Yeah. Well, I have to say, Bill was um, pretty difficult to work with. Um, I didn't know anything about him except from Saturday Night Live. I had done my screen test with Harold Ramis and um, uh, Ivan Reitman. I flew from the set of Soggy Bottom USA, which I did in Marshall, Texas with John, Don Johnson and a great cast. It's one of my favorite movies that people don't even really know about except in the South. But it really is a hoot great cast, and uh, flew from there to uh, Fort Knox, Louisville, yeah, Louisville, and did a screen test, and by the time I landed back in LA, my agent called and said, go back, you know, and I said, okay, and at that time, I hadn't even met Bill, first, next day, first scene was with Bill, and uh, I could tell he, you know, very competitive, he was going to be a little hard to get along with, and I made it my mission to try to best him and make sure that I was just as strong as he was in the scene. So, but any event, as, as usually happens in movies, you know, your co-stars tend to get a crush on you. And so it was a little annoying, you know, it was like a, a fly that you have to keep swatting away. But, and I was married at the time to Dennis Quaid and <laughs> I wasn't really interested in any location romance, but. At 3 a.m. every every morning, the phone would ring and it'd be, Bill, the car is waiting outside to take you to my hotel room. And I go, well, Bill, I'm married and I have to get up and we have a scene to do tomorrow. So that's kind of the funniest thing I can tell you about Bill. And it's very flattering. I thought it was cool. But, you know, the... Uh, that's why I think we had such good chemistry in the kitchen scene and the spatula scene is because we had an attraction to one another. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was very attractive. I thought Harold was actually more attractive because he was really funny. He's the one that stood around and said all the lines under his breath that were just hilarious. Bill was usually very moody. So it was winter. There was a lot of snow. It was cold. He had a little peach brandy in his pocket always, but, you know, uh in terms of the better mood people, it'd be Warren Oates, John Larquette, um, Harold Ramis, and you know, of course John Candy was the best.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great
0: story. Thank yeah. you. Can <laughs> you recall which scene the very first scene was that you shot?
2: Yeah, the very first scene was uh, uh when we uh when he get, uh, get we were handing out the uniforms. so we went. Well, there's a picture of us, you know, and um, trying to get him because he he's acting like uh, he wants some sexy underwear or something. I go, just get your uniform, you know, pick it up.
3: So, and then we did
2: the bus uh, the bus stop scene, mm. and that was really cool. That was fun. With yeah, that was cute. Well, no. at that time, at that
1: time too, did you you had was that his first film feature film? No. no. What 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 was No Murray? That?
3: Meatballs.
2: No, I think think he did Meatballs. He did Meatballs, okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Harold Ramis wrote, uh, you know, well, they yeah. wrote stripes for uh, Cheech and Chong, actually. It says that in the extended scenes. I didn't really realize that or know that. But oh, wow. so it was, and they had a whole bunch of, you buy the extended version, which, you know, has some interesting scenes of me and Bill in the mm-hmm. bedroom <laughs> after mm-hmm. I come out of the trunk. Um, there's a whole thing where they go to South America, and that was really written for Cheech and Chong, but they filmed it with Bill and Harold.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: um, yeah, uh, the interesting part too is when I got the the part, they sent me right over to um, the costume place, and I had done Private Benjamin, and I had I was I played uh, Wanda Winter, and I had a uni- uh, army uniform, so I, I used my same army army uniform because they still had it at Western Costume with my name on it because it was only <laughs> the year before, and then they just changed the name from Wanda Winter to. You know Stella Hansen gave me an MP badge.
3: Do <laughs> yeah. so you use army, the exact army, same army, uniform so,
2: and the same boots? Yeah, so I oh, mean, wow. obviously, you know, a year later, so I think it's so funny that in both movies, I'm wearing the same army uniform just with different <laughs> names. <laughs>
0: that's awesome, that's great. <laughs> um, let's see. So, John, these are
2: the details that fans crave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> They do. Where is that
2: uniform? It's probably (laughs) seen somewhere. I don't know. Is the Western Costume still working? I don't
1: know. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Got to
2: be a big warehouse there.
1: I'd be willing to bet it's still there. I'd be willing to bet.
2: Yeah.
0: Bill Murray had not only done meatballs, but he did wear the Buffalo Rome, and Batty Shack before. Oh,
2: yeah. So then those were all Harold. All these meatballs and Caddy Shack were Harold. Yeah. It was all Second City. Oh, in fact, here's another tidbit. um, yeah, I, like I said, I was married to Dennis and he auditioned for the part that Harold did, but Bill was holding out and he said he would not do the movie, even though they're on location, starting to shoot, everything was there, unless Harold played the part of, mm. you know, the other guy. And so he had to relent. He He, he, he didn't want to. But when you look at it now, I mean, Harold was just the perfect foil for Bill Murray, and he was great. Yeah. Well,
1: well yeah, it couldn't couldn't have been anybody else other than no, Chris, it couldn't
2: have been. Certainly not Dennis.
1: Yeah, Dennis. <laughs> that's
0: Sorry, Dennis. two completely different personalities. I mean, I love Dennis Quaid as an actor, but yeah, I mean, Harold played such so like a straight man. You know, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, I uh, did I'm just curious, did you you don't have any kids with Dennis, do you? No. No, okay.
2: Nope. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: John Conrardi said, Do you have do you still have problems with your ear because of the hose incident in Kerry? And how how many times a week do you hear the word totally?
2: <laughs> well two entirely different questions. And, you know, because of my hearing problem, I can't hear the word totally, but I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs>
2: but uh, it's funny, I, it, it was very painful, broke my eardrum, the water hose went right in my ear. Um, Brian De Palma liked things to look realistic, and Dick Zeicher was a stunt coordinator, and they did have a fire department, the fire chief, and he said, no, 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 we can't do it the way you want it. We can't put a full fire hose on PJ's face You know, it it, it could hurt her. And then Dick Zyker jumped up and said, well, I'll do it. I'll man it. And Brian goes, okay, go. And so they did it. And I didn't know that he, you know, he wanted my face to bat around like this with the fire hose. But when you turn your face, you could get it in your ear and full force fire hose.
3: Ah, went right
2: And I just, I slithered down the bench and uh, I just felt myself like passing out and the pain was excruciating and the grips came and picked me up and they brought me to the Brockman Hospital in Culver City because that's where we were shooting in the studio there. And uh, ironically, um, I had both my kids at the Brotman Hospital just because the Natural Childbirth Institute was in Culver City at the time. But um, in any event, um, for six months, I went to the doctor and he gave me drops and whatever, and I've completely recovered. So I do not have hearing loss. In fact, everybody's, uh, my kids, my boyfriend, they're always, they are always say that I hear like a dog because... Uh, <laughs> I can hear a car coming from three miles away. There's a car coming and then we are wait, wait, wait. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so it didn't impact that. And then, uh, let's see. what was the other question? Hmm. How
0: often you hear totally a week.
2: <laughs> oh, week. totally. I say it myself and I love it. I mean, everybody <laughs> says it. And you know, it was one of those things where I added just a few more there. Deborah, Hill had obviously written no well, not obviously people probably know this, though she wrote the dialogue for all the girls most of the dialogue, and then you know, with John and Deborah, they were very um you know they they were welcomed any kind of ad lib, so I told John. I'm just going to push the totally. If I get really annoying, just say, enough, PJ. But he never did. Mm. And uh, I do hear it a lot. And when I do hear it, and I say it myself, I always laugh. And I go, it's an awesome word. I love it. And I love the Fright Rag shirt. I mean, it's just it's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. I didn't think I'd ever be on a shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite shirts. I love this shirt. And every time I wear it on set, everybody goes crazy for it. Uh, when i'm uh, on set i always make it a point to take it to location with me and i wear it on set and everyone's uh, always like where can i get that shirt is it is it right, true that,
3: exactly <laughs> is
1: it is it true that one of the uh, that john liked the way you said totally or something in well that was at the audition
2: Initial audition, which again is something that never happens or happened in Hollywood is uh, that you would go and you would read with the director and he would give you the part on the spot. But it happened in my case, I guess he had seen, uh, obviously he'd seen Carrie. And, uh, uh, from what he told me afterwards, he liked my character in that and had me, you know, was very interested for me to play Linda. And so we read and they had already read a bunch of girls. And then afterwards, um, You know, he told me that I was the only one that read the word totally the right way, the way he heard it. And I said, well, what other way is there? And he said, well, that's why you get the part. You want it? And I go, yeah. (laughs) And then he said, can you stay and pick out your boyfriend? We got three guys sitting outside. So I auditioned with the three guys. And we said, you know, we chose John Michael Graham. Graham, there was something about him. And I think he might have had the glasses with him because I don't think I don't know if that he wears glasses, but. We're like, that guy looks like Bob. He does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those were his real really, glasses. Really
2: nice. Oh, okay. So, and he still you. has <laughs> them.
0: He still has them.
2: I know. He brought them to one of the conventions. I remember. Yeah.
0: He, he promised that he someday they'll be mine, he said.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam DeFilippi said, Hey, PJ. Adam, how, I know, how did. I know.
2: On Conradi, too, on Facebook, and I know Adam, too. Hi, Adam.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're both friends as well. Hey, PJ, how did your cameo in Halloween 2018 come about? Also, I've been wondering if it was done entirely as a voiceover or if you were actually on set.
2: Um, well, I was not on set. I uh, went to some studio. Actually, I went to the Blumhouse Production Company, and they ushered me. And it was like, you know, going through the CIA. It was like weird. <laughs> they patted me down. I went through a metal detector. No, just kidding. But it was kind of funny. And then uh, we were just in a, a big room and they had me on Skype with the director, David Gordon Green. And uh, he had just come in from a run. He was five minutes late. And he was like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm like, okay, He's <laughs> sweating. And uh, then they just had me run through the lines which were the same lines that were in the original Halloween of the teacher speaking the quote and he had me do it a variety of different ways and uh, I uh, and it was interesting you know I've, I still haven't seen it but <laughs> I hope it's good. Um, originally I got an email and it was sort of a last minute thing and, uh, I think they, you know, they were like, well, we should, you know, we have, we want PJ to do something. And I think fans and people were suggesting voiceovers. And I said, I'd love to do it. Just, you know, have to put totally in there because I don't want to just do a random voiceover. I'm not really going to play a character. You're not going to see me, but in order for it to be a, a, a proper Easter egg, I really should say totally. So they agreed, you know, they agreed with that. And, um, and then we went from there. So, I, you know, I think it was really cool. I would have preferred to have been in it. But I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I was happy to just to be, uh, you know, the voiceover of the teacher. And it was a good quote. You know, fate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you still haven't seen it. Any reason why you're just not interested in it?
2: <laughs> they were going to send me a, a you know, a Blu-ray. A movie they never did. So really? Yeah. That was part of the deal. I got them a session fee. DVD. I did get invited to the premiere, but I I think that was uh that was the same night. We were doing the convention, weren't we, Sean? So I think that was just too much in one day. I think that was the same night of the Sunday night of the the 40th.
0: I think the premiere was the following Tuesday after the convention, as I recall.
2: Oh, okay. Well you were there, so yeah. 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 I went
1: to I went to the premiere and I I think it was before the 40th. No, no, no! It was no, after. it wasn't. It was
2: no, it was, no, it was, it was after, right
1: after.
3: Yeah. yeah. Sandy Johnson. Went.
2: <laughs> In fact, I think Sandy Johnson went because they were so insistent that I surrender my tickets if <laughs> I wasn't going, and then suddenly, you know, uh, it seemed like I think Sandy uh, and her husband were able to go because I surrendered my tickets. But
3: uh, yeah, it yeah, <laughs> would
2: have been a fun night. But you know, the night belonged to Jamie Lee. But it would have been a fun to see her and Chris Guest again.
0: Yeah, you should have came. It was it was a lot of fun. It was I
2: know.
0: Pearl Morgan said, "What do we look forward to in the future from PJ? Anything missing in your life that you may have always wanted to do? It's kind of a deep question." Well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's that's a that's, wow. uh,
2: <laughs> that's like a totally random question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any future projects coming up? That, that oh, you, uh, you
2: know, I'm I'm always. Uh, saying, I'm going to write my book. And I thought, actually, I did start with my daughter when this pandemic first started. Um, And she would come over twice a week and uh, we would go, you know, she'd ask me questions. And But you know, she's my daughter. And there was, I said, you know what, Ashley, there's only so much I'm gonna tell you. I said, I can do a little brief outline here. But you know, my life when I was in my twenties in New York City and then I first came to (laughs) Hollywood. I don't know if I want to really share all that with my daughter, but I said (laughs) we could do outlines. And so it was fun because you know, we started with with my actual childhood, because I grew up in different countries. So I said, let's do. Let's do, you know, it was her idea, actually, to do chapters based on, you know, okay, there's the Frankfurt, Germany chapter, Morocco, Casablanca, Casablanca, Morocco, Maracaibo, Venezuela, Brussels, Belgium, Manhattan, New York City, and then Los Angeles, California. And that's when my whole movie career really started. And so we were kind of on a roll until um, she got pregnant and then she didn't want to come over. (laughs) And then I said, well, we could work remotely. But so we have a start, actually, we've got an outline. And so that's one of the things I would say that's uh, it's not missing from my life. But uh, it's something, you know, everybody wants to write their book. And um, I guess it would be interesting. I don't know. I know the fans would probably like it. And I always say I'm going to call it the totally girl. And so it is on my list to do Um, in terms of uh there's nothing really missing from my life except right now i obviously would like to go to virginia and visit my son and and his wife and my two grandkids that live there he's in the they're both in the coast guard um i uh would like to there's not too many places i still would like to visit only because i grew up in so many different countries and my father was from holland i have a lot of relatives in holland i guess i would like to go back to holland and see some of my cousins um, I've been to Russia I've you know I've been to China I've been to the whole Far East China. I mean I have had a wonderful <laughs> life I've been to Australia you know twice it's so uh, but you know I feel very grateful to have had the opportunity to do all this traveling if, yeah. uh, but I suppose what's missing hmm that's isn't that a book <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's, the bu- that's the book. That's I think gonna it's be- a I- the book. What's missing? <laughs> it the is. Book. Missing. <laughs> that's That's what's going to be called. What's missing? The book. <laughs> the book.
2: It's a children's game, actually. In fact, now I remember. When you go out to a restaurant with like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, and you're waiting for your food to come, and this is based on my granddaughter Jade, you um, put the knife and the fork, the napkin, the plate, and the glass, and then you have her shut her eyes, and then you take away the glass, and then you go, "Okay, open them. What's missing?" And she looks around and then she says the glass then you know she's a genius <laughs> <laughs> so it's a childhood it's a little children's game you play to keep them busy until their macaroni and cheese gets there
1: <laughs> oh i'm gonna totally use that game when sean and i are having dinner sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
2: Does he get impatient? <laughs>
1: he gets impatient. So,
0: what's, what's missing? so that's I'm completely to. the opposite. You're the one that gets impatient. I have, <laughs> I have so much patience. This guy has no patience. Um,
2: oh, but, I know. What's missing are in a million dollars. I can't find it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right?
2: <laughs> that's what's missing.
1: You write that book, you'll have that book. I, I'd buy that book in a second. Uh, are you kidding me? Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I'd have to give it to you for free because now I know you. (laughs) That's how it works.
3: (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) This one, I don't know if you have an answer for this one, but Jen Rodman Brown said, what is PJ's thoughts on mainstream horror films?
2: Mainstream. What do, what do we mean by mainstream, like the big one, the blockbusters, as opposed to the cult movies like Halloween that everybody loves more than any other movie on the planet, <laughs> especially <laughs> around Halloween? <laughs> I,
0: I guess so. It was a it was kind of a yeah. random question mm. that didn't really get into detail. So I'm not sure what she what she means exactly.
2: Mainstream. Isn't Maybe it? You think, Hall- you think Halloween is mainstream yeah. now? I mean, I think it's pretty mainstream.
3: Yeah.
1: It is. It is now. It I, I, I think maybe she means, maybe they mean modern, like horror films now, as opposed to, you know, back in the day or something like modern horror. Do you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I don't,
0: I don't think PJ's a fan.
2: No. yeah i don't watch too many horror films but i did like what was that one? Oh my god i did like funny games that's not modern no that's probably oh. not mainstream um scream was on tv the other night last night last night and yeah
0: on cbs was i can't
2: believe it right In fact, my my son-in-law's parents who live in Colorado Springs were texting me and saying, hey, this movie, I don't know if you know about it, Scream is on. I go, well, actually, there's a cameo of me. I'm on the TV and my scene from Halloween is on there. Mm -hmm. So they were all excited. And I remember when... SAG sent me the thing because you have to pay if you use, you know, reuse footage like that. They have to give you a fee, and so I get residuals. But it was called a scary movie before it was called Mm Scream, and I still get residuals as, you know, from a scary movie because that's how I had signed the contract. So,
0: let me ask you a question uh, in regards to that: Has a fan ever had you autograph a Scream poster because of that?
2: No. Hmm. Good question, though, but no.
0: You would Um, in the movie.
2: Yeah. I'm in the movie. I was, you know, I thought it was really cute, the, the way they used it. But um, I think the, uh, you know, the bigger budget ones are probably, you know, good. I don't know. I'm uh, it's, Like I said, it's not my genre. The moment I'm hooked on um, the PBS Masterpiece European TV uh, series, uh, mostly ones from Iceland and, and Holland, they're just so incredible, like Blood Pact and... Uh, thicker than water, and before we die, oh my god, they, they're so brilliant, and and they're kind of horror in a way, they're, they're more like, you know, uh, the, what would be our CSIs, or our cops, or something, because, you know, most of them are solving crimes, or involved crime families, but, oh, there you, go. Like you, a, you, like, you froze there for a second,
0: yeah. PJ you were <laughs> like <laughs>
2: I didn't do anything and my granddaughter's not here so she wasn't in her Elsa dress
3: so. <laughs> um she
2: likes freezing nana <laughs> I'm very good at it <laughs> and she stands there smiling and i'm like any time now
3: you can unfreeze
0: nana <laughs> uh, psycho smiley wants to know If you were a fan of the Ramones music before doing Rock and Roll High School, and if she says yes, did she still like them afterwards?
2: (laughs) I had never heard of the Ramones, I have to say. I was into Jackson Brown, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, the Eagles. So when Alan Arkish handed me the cassette of the Ramones and said, go home, you're the number one fan, you've got to really be into this music. I have to admit, I put it on, I played it loud. Dennis and I ran around the house. I was screaming, going, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) So it was very unknown to me, uh, but, you know, I had to play the part of the number one fan and completely obsessed with them. And uh, as we went on and as I got to know them, I can't say that I got to know them really well because they were very quiet and very shy and I think a little, little bit, uh, overwhelmed to be making a movie especially a Roger Corman movie probably more so Johnny who was you know very into uh, Roger Corman in those movies and the only one I knew that really you know didn't didn't involve himself in any spirits <laughs> but um, and then afterwards though absolutely love the Ramones, totally get it now you know got it within a, a year after, and I absolutely love the movie. It's my favorite movie of mine that I was in. in, in and uh, I see Marky every once in a while at conventions, and uh, I, I ask that question myself when somebody wants me to sign. I go, did you know about their Ramones first, or did you watch the movie? It's 50-50, a lot of people watch the movie and then they go, the, at least the younger generation. And I'm always very thrilled and excited, as with Halloween, that the next generation, the next generation, next generation—they all embrace these movies. Even *Stripes*, *Rockwell High School*, and of course *Halloween*, with the horror crowd. But um, you know, these movies have been handed down, and they're still cher- they're cherished more than ever. So I'm really grateful for that. Gabba gabba hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge, huge, huge
2: Ramones—huge
1: fan, fan from day one. There you go. There you go. go. There
2: you have go. to. F- oh my linda Ramon gave me a wow honor anyway it's here can you see it
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's great it's awesome
2: presented it a pj Souls. but i can't believe it. i have a gold record from the ramones <laughs>
1: that's pretty amazing
2: <laughs> so i did in write rock from high school but i i will say that when at Stasium recorded me singing it he had to play all the instruments because the Ramones couldn't change key so the, my version <laughs> is Ed Stasium, the producer playing all of the instruments, including the drums, which I thought was pretty impressed.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> Marlon Lucas
0: wanted to know if, if you knew before you took on the roles that required partial nudity.
2: Yes. Well, I will say that Carrie was my first movie and they have the, the opening scene in the shower and, It was my first movie. My parents had just returned from Istanbul, Turkey, living there for a couple of years. And I had left college to have a acting career and they were very unhappy about that. So knowing that they would be back in the States, they'd probably see this movie at some point. I was the only one that kept my towel on. So I was very conscious in that. Everybody else was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Amy Irving, Nancy Allen, they all are trying to, you know, impress Brian De Palma. Everyone had a crush on him with me. But <laughs> 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 so then when we did Halloween, it wasn't really in the script, but John Carpenter said, you know, when we came to that scene, it was just going to be him and um, Dean Cundy and I think Deborah Hill was in the room and he said, I "Just you know, you have to get, you think it's Bob and he's under the sheet. You don't know what kind of game he's playing. You want to tease him and tempt him and get him back into bed with you because he's supposed to bring you a beer and you're supposed to continue the night and he said whatever you want to do whatever you know we just need a little hint of something but whatever you're comfortable with and so that's why i did the quick you know of course, I didn't tell my parents. They did go to the theater with a friend, friends of theirs. And uh, they were horrified, <laughs> but
3: <laughs>
2: I said, but it was just a little slip of the sheet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they had to have been proud of you, though, right? Oh, I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I am. I'm happy, you know? OK. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Uh,
0: Martin... Forever
2: be young in the movies, at least. <laughs>
0: Marcus Jewell said, hi, PJ. When you had to shoot the TV cuts, did it feel right for you to acknowledge the shape stalking you? Or would you have rather kept your character unknowing of Michael's stalking? Best of, from Marcus from Columbus, Ohio. So I guess in the TV version, remember you, you run into the house and you say that guy's following me and all that stuff. You, there's really no hint of that in the actual film. That was added hi. footage, I guess. So he's asking if you, I don't know if that felt like maybe that changed the way you felt about the character.
2: Uh, it changed the way I felt about Linda?
0: Well, I guess what what he's trying to say is when you shot the original film, you you really had no I idea. I didn't know. You didn't know. Right. Except but...
2: when the three of us were looking and, and we thought it was Devon Graham, remember? But mm-hmm. Jamie wasn't so sure. Yeah, so but you didn't
0: point. seem to your character no didn't. i
2: didn't know that there was anyone stalking or anything like that yeah
0: yeah because now I this almost.
2: What, I do what i'm told no
0: because <laughs> it would change the tone of the character when all that stuff happens with the sheet and everything and bob and all that you wouldn't have had any clue that there was anything going on but now it's yeah. inferring that maybe you did know somebody was following you i don't know It it is it's probably looking a little too deep into it but Well, I don't
2: don't mind that. I think that's an interesting question, but uh, I can't answer it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. Maybe I have, but you know that the house that you guys are in, in that extra footage, is the Elm Street house. Did you know that?
2: I think I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I I uncovered that a few years back accidentally as I had went in I had gone into that house when they when it was up for sale, and I took pictures of it. Oh wow! Um, but they never shot inside that actual house except for a couple shots looking out the bedroom window upstairs. Um, wow. It was always sets. So I had taken pictures, and I was watching the television version. Uh, you know, with your scene when you come in, and Jamie's got the towel around her head. And I'm looking at that living room going, I recognize that living room. And the thing that stood out was there was this rocking horse in the living room. And I'm like, I've seen this. And I pulled out the pictures and I matched them up. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the Elm Street house.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So,
0: and the room that Annie is calling from when she calls you guys is Nancy's bedroom upstairs that they did use in the movie. It's it just a weird coincidence that Halloween was actually shot in the Elm Street house before Elm Street happened.
2: Oh, that's so funny. It's yeah. very interesting. Leave it to you to find out these things. So then hence
1: <laughs> this, so, so that hence Nightmare was shot in the Halloween house.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It was. Yeah.
2: Wow. Gave um, it some good juju to be popular.
0: <laughs> Aaron Buzzes said, I have had a crush on her almost my entire life. I guess that's not really a question. That's all. That's all he said.
1: (laughs) How many times have you heard that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Keeps Uh, me alive.
0: (laughs) Chris Hall would like to know, how did you like your character of Linda in Rob Zombie's remake? What did you think of what they did with Linda in that film?
2: yeah well christina Cleve, you know i think she did a good job she told me when i first met her at a convention i think they've sat us together the two lindas and she said i just got to tell you that rob zombie told us not to watch the original halloween and i'm so mad that i didn't because i would have completely totally changed my performance if i had seen it because the only direction he gave me is you're a nasty bitch. (laughs) Linda is a nasty bitch. And she said, and then after I did the movie, I watched it, your movie. And I'm like, she wasn't a bitch. She was adorable. And I was so mad at him that that was what, I said, well, you know, it's a Rob Zombie movie. So maybe it needed a little bit of a darker quality. And maybe he just wanted you, you know, that that was his version because it was reimagined as what if Linda isn't so cute and darling. (laughs) But, I was a little outspoken. I wasn't bitchy though. I was I was snippy, but I think, you know, compared to Lori, I think probably I was just an advanced is how I always think of it. I think I had a boyfriend, I smoked, I had sex, I was a cheerleader, I didn't do my homework, so you know.
0: Yeah, I think your Linda was just a little cocky. Yeah. You know, cocky,
2: that's a good yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is what which worked for the character right. for sure. John howley i think it's or Hughley. i don't know i don't know how to pronounce this guy's name uh does she stay in touch with any of her halloween co-stars like nancy loomis or jamie lee
2: um well i wouldn't stay say t- stay in touch i have seen uh nancy keys at conventions and uh, again they've Probably try to seat us together, and then we talk, and it, it's like somebody you went to high school with, which we did, and you know we went to Haddonfield High. But uh, uh, you just never lose that chemistry or that friendship. Uh, same thing. The times I have run into, not recently, but with Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, it's 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 great fun, and we hug, and it's like thirty years hadn't passed by. So. Uh, but I can't say that you know we call on a regular basis or see each other. I, I probably see Nancy Allen from Cary more than anybody, and even Day Young from uh, Rock and Roll High School. I'm, I'm more friends with them, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but you never lose that with any anybody you've ever worked with in a movie. And you know, if I saw Bill Murray, uh, he'd say, yeah, "I got a car outside. Come to my house." So. <laughs> <laughs> I go this time. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now it's going to happen. Now, when this airs, that's what's going um, to And it's going to happen at three in the morning.
0: I don't think Rob would be happy about that. <laughs> Easy the Third, that's, that's their screen name, Easy the Third, said, Question for PJ Do you have a funny or cool memory from filming the original Halloween? Also, at what point did you realize and see the movie's growth and popularity and say to yourself, Damn, this is something? <laughs>
2: Um, well, you know, I always tell the story that after every scene, especially outside, we all were asked to pick up leaves. So it just was kind of fun that there were big garbage bags and Deborah's like, come on, come on, everybody get the leaves, get the leaves. And we're scooping up all these leaves because they paid a lot for the leaves, I guess, (laughs) to make it look like fall. Um, and then we, I, I remember our lunches, which were basically sandwiches, obviously it was low budget but that Donald Pleasance would always sit with us and, you know, he he just would be always quiet. And I think uh, Deborah told us, well, he's in character. You know, don't bother him. Just let him be because he likes to stay in character the whole time. So, but it was always weird, you know, three giggling, cackling girls eating our sandwiches and Donald Pleasance is just, at the head of the table, very quiet, observing us. And it was just kind of, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> but I wish I had known more about him and would have been able to talk to him. And the fact that what I read later or heard was that his daughter was a fan of John Carpenter's music. And so that's how come she he even decided to do it. And, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But in those days, you know, 20-year-old girls didn't really talk much to, I guess he was in his 40s then. I don't know. <laughs> so. I don't
0: know. Maybe <laughs> he was older than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, maybe. <laughs> probably. I
2: was being nice. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> uh, you didn't even have any scenes with him.
2: I didn't. No, no, no. no.
0: At least you got to meet him. That, that's cool.
2: Right. Yeah. I think I, I liked it when I saw the cast and crew screening, and I think I was blown away primarily by the music, which I had no idea John was going to do. And I thought the opening credits were cool. I was like so excited by that. I thought that was really creative. And then I just thought the whole movie just rocked. I mean, I just loved it from the beginning, but then especially the music. And I just remember feeling so excited, but in... Again, in those days, you know, people that put the movies together, producers, they're the ones that made the money. So it wasn't ever for me about the money that could be made. It was about, I hope I do good in this movie so that the next casting director sees it, hears about it, and I can get in and audition for another part, you know, which is how it happened. And it did escalate like that. And that was cool. But I was surprised, uh, I guess, initially when people didn't seem to be excited by it. I mean, I knew it wasn't a, a studio picture, it wasn't gonna be, you know, Warner Brothers Presents, so I didn't expect it to be on billboards and for it to have, you know, the kind of advertising budget, obviously, that you, know, you get from a major studio production, but I was expecting it to be a little bit uh, more accepted, uh, rece- you know, uh, received, but, as would happen with any good movie, uh, uh, it was word of mouth, and that's really kind of the best way, and that's what's kept it going all these years. I think so.
0: Were you at all surprised that John never brought you back for anything? I mean, he seemed to bring back almost everybody: Charles, Nancy, Jamie. All you know, all got other roles in, in other films.
2: Yeah, I guess he thought I was dead. No, Linda's <laughs> <wasn't laughs> dead. Um, I was surprised that he brought Adrian Barbeau to the cast and crew screening. I will say that I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Deborah Hill. What happened? <laughs> um, uh, John and I had a great relationship. Um, I don't know. I guess he, you know, Jamie and Deborah and he had a closer relationship i at the time you know um let's see did i get where was i married then yeah i think i just gotten married or i was gonna get married i got married in 78 so so uh you know i was living a different kind of a life so i had more of a family-oriented life i was never a hollywood person i didn't go to parties i didn't I didn't do dr- drugs. I wasn't, uh, I couldn't stay up late, which is why I left New York. I couldn't do the Broadway scene because I couldn't go to Joe Allen's and hang out and smoke cigarettes and drink all night. And <laughs> I was on a soap opera in New York. I had to get up at 6am. So I think it was, you know, maybe I wasn't in on the whole thing of that. But I also uh, I had gotten a maybe three or four offers right after that within the year for other horror movies. But the scripts were really bad. And I also thought, you know what, I I need to do uh, a variety of films. And so then I was really excited and happy that I got offered Rockwell High School. And then that started me in a different trajectory of I'd like to do movies, not just carry Halloween, but not just horror movies and be known as that. But to do a variety of roles. And I did a lot of television, uh, you know, guest star uh, parts too on Airwolf and Simon and Simon. And, uh, you know, a lot of Knight the ships that were, that were *Night Rider that were out at the time. So I, w- I was fairly busy, you know, but yeah, I mean, later on, you know, I remember seeing John and we always had a very good relationship. I never asked him that question, I, I guess. Also, I think, you know, he, like I said, he and uh, Jamie were friendly, and he and Nancy, he's, you know, she was married to Tommy Lee Wallace, and they were all really good friends. That was their circle of friends, you know. So mm-hmm. obviously, you're going to offer them a part. Maybe there was just nothing that he thought I would be right for. I don't
1: know. <laughs> are, there, are there any of the films that you turned down? Can you remember any of those horror films that you? I literally don't think
2: they. I don't think. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they became anything. I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I know they were really, they were pretty bad. <laughs>
0: on that same subject, has there ever been a part that you turned down that ended up being something big that you kind of kick yourself for for
2: passing on? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, no, I can't great. remember. I that's do remember great. when we were filming Stripe and I was having a little problem with Sean Young. That was her first movie. Ivan kept talking to me about, well, just help her, you know, help her, blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, all right, but you know, she just says the lines so differently than I would expect. And we had three scenes that were cut that were just between her and I, and like our dorm room, and mm-hmm. to establish our relationship a little more. That Ivan cut, but and. I blame her, but (laughs) I like, I like Sean very much, but I used to call her Sean very young. And I just (laughs) remember when I was told by my agent that they submitted Sean young for blade runner while we're still filming stripe. And I'm like, well, why didn't they submit me? I mean, I see she was dark haired. I was a different type and she's a beautiful girl. But I was so angry. Wow. Ivan is complaining to me and help, trying to make me help Sean be better in the scenes. And then our three scenes are cut and then they submit. And I even asked Harold, I said, why would you send her? Why would you submit her to... Ridley Scott and he said she's so beautiful I'm like okay but I know there's the Sean Young camp and the PJ Souls camp and Stripes I've seen those little <laughs> message things of who did you like better Stella well, or
1: maybe whatever her is, name is maybe the reason is because because Sean had you know that role was what a cold
3: yeah okay. a so very Lewis wooden <laughs> yeah i guess i didn't know what the role was but it was
2: ridley scott and i knew it was right. a good you know, deal then she gets on the poster and i'm like oh my god and i just worked with her and i'm like ah
1: yeah. you, had, you just had too much life in you too yeah.
0: much life. No, she she was perfect for the role because she is yes? very kind okay. of bland you yeah know? so yeah. I have
2: to, I mean, she, she was definitely beautiful. And she was 10 years younger than I was, but yeah, Sean, very young.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bill Murray got mad at her. One time we did have the scene in the EMC 50, whatever that vehicle was. And we all had to take, you know, we had our lines, blah, blah, blah. And at the end. And I think, I think Ivan took that first take, but he said we were going to go again. And she went over to Bill and go, is that how you're going to say your line? Cause maybe you should say it. And she repeated it and, he looked at her like he was going to just slap her across the face and i after that i went sean i don't think you want to tell bill murray how to read his lines <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've been trying to tell me to help you i can tell her that but and then she I, thinks she's going to help bill said, oh,
3: okay. wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> bobby hall said pj it was so nice meeting you at the h40 convention i really enjoyed getting to chat with you as well as getting a pic, and autograph. My question is, did you ever happen to put on the Myers mask while you were shooting the original Halloween? <laughs>
2: um, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think that was something that I was uh, especially interested in. You know, when you're young and you're doing a movie, the whole time you're kind of nervous and you're just thinking about your lines and how, what you could maybe ad lib or how can you make it better or keeping your makeup so, you know, you don't look wetty or keeping your hair good so it doesn't frizz. And those kind of antics and things like that definitely, definitely wouldn't have put a mask over my head, even if it was a wrap <laughs> at the end of the day. But that, that's kind of a cute question. I'm curious
1: about Carrie and working with De Palma.
2: You're curious? Yeah,
1: I'm just well, I mean, I'm just like, what
2: would you like to know?
1: I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's the Palma. What, how was that aside from the terrible incident with the with the
2: oh, hose,
1: yeah, Aside from that, um, did I mean, that was your first film, right? Or second, second film? No,
2: that was my well, I had done a, a couple of short films in New York City before I moved. Right. I had only been in town for I, I decided to make the move from Manhattan, uh, to yeah. The LA. And then that um, I only had a modeling agency. And she said, you know, everybody in town is going to this uh, joint audition. There's these two directors, George Lucas, Brian De Palma, and they just want to see every teenager in town. And I had my red baseball hat because I was a model. And I heard it was sunny out in California. I had to wear my hat. I don't want to get sunburned. Uh, and so that's initially how that happened. And I walked in and they just looked at each other and and Brian said, I'll put her on my list. And George said, he nodded and went, OK. And then I turned to go and Brian said, next audition, bring your hat. And I just I said, my hat? And he goes, yeah. So so there were three subsequent auditions after that. The, the, the next couple were at his apartment on Fountain Avenue. And it was everybody that actually ended up in the movie, that we were all there. And we did a table read of all. We all took turns reading different characters around his coffee table. Uh, the only one that wasn't there was um, was Sissy, but then it came the time of the screen test, and I tested for for um, Nancy Allen's part for Chris, and I had uh, studied that twice. I went twice to John Travolta's apartment and we ran through the lines and I did the screen test. It's the scene that's in the truck. So very sexy (laughs) scene where she's asking a favor and giving him a favor. Um, But in any event, that's the first time we saw Sissy. And I knew Sissy from New York because she was trying to do country music at the time in New York and I had met her a few times. And I went, what are you doing here? And she said, I'm trying, um, I'm going to screen test for Carrie White. And I said, you are? I said, oh, you weren't at all the auditions. And Amy Irving at the time was convinced that she was going to get that part. But it ended up where, you know, Sissy came in and she was married to Jack Fisk, who was the set decorator, the designer was brilliant. And and so he had begged Brian, please just let her come and screen test. And she obviously blew everybody away. And she had that definite Carrie look. You know, we shot at Culver City Studios at different other locations. And it was just a party. I mean, we'd all had our dressing rooms and we had to be there every day because Brian would pull us in and over oh, here and there. And I was really only set to be on for two weeks, just the the volleyball scene and one other quick little scene. But um, after the volleyball scene, I had my red hat, I had pins in it. And we finished the volleyball game and Sissy, Carrie cost us the point And I Whack her over the head with my hat and one of the pins caught in her hair and I ripped it out because I'm like, you're supposed to be the nasty girl. And I was I felt so badly. I said, Oh, sissy, I'm so sorry. She said, No, no, it worked. It worked good. It, it's going to be great because you know, you were really mean. And it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. <laughs> and and now and Brian was really cool because he invited us at Culver City Studios every day afterwards five o'clock to go to the see the dailies, which what director does that? All of the whole cast were sitting there laughing at ourselves and going, oh, yeah, that's so funny. And uh, John Travolta was always laughing at, you know, whatever antics I was up to. Had only one line. Thanks a lot, Carrie. That that was my <laughs> line with the Bob. And he called up my agent after that and said, I'm signing, I want PJ for the rest of the shoot. And She's I'll just put her in where I can. She'll be Chris Harkinson's uh, you know, best friend and she'll do her bidding. And that that was what he told me, you know. So oh, wow. I was lucky to be put on for the rest of the sheet because the red hat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I've asked you this before. I can't remember what you said. What happened to the hat?
2: Yeah, so it was a, it was a felt hat and uh, you know, it just after maybe about ten years, I thought, oh, I'll put it in the washing machine. And man, I pulled it out and it just there was fell apart in pieces. So, oh,
3: but I have no. two, I
2: have two reconstructed red hats, including the pins, not the porcelain pins that I had, but the, the pins that fans have made me. So I do have two, that's with the patches, the cloud patch, and the rainbow, and the rainbow pins. And those pins I had bought in New York City. You know, people had collected pins back then and put them on stuff. And rainbows were really big at the time. Now they have a different meaning, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the rainbow. <laughs>
0: There's a reason you were so dedicated to Nancy Allen's character. Now we know the truth is out. Pride.
2: But I always try to make myself so, you know, It was my first movie, and Brian appreciated whatever I brought to it because he always laughed and he always said, way well, to go, PJ. So uh, I was really, you know, I thought that that was cool. I thought that all directors were like that. I mean, John Carpenter certainly was very caring and special about that, too, and, and appreciate any kind of ad lib. And even in Stripes, of course, the whole kitchen scene is ad lib, but I just followed Bill Murray. But I came out wearing the red shorts and Carrie for the, when we were doing the, the gym thing. And he just looked at me and like rolled his eyes. And I thought, oh, I, I can get away with this. The wardrobe girl wasn't too happy. I said, no, 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 she's different. Norma's like a different girl. You know, she likes red. <laughs> <laughs> and so those little things help you stand out, you know, make you stand out. Because literally I had one line. So I was like, what can I do? I'm not going to compete with all these, you know, beautiful girls, Amy and, and uh, Nancy Allen. And everybody was always puffing up their hair. I'm like, I'm a tomboy, you know, so.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's a great story. And it's the Palma for crying out loud. Yeah.
2: Brian didn't give too much direction. He sat in his chair and you knew that things were going well. He had this little, this little kind of impish devilish grin. And if he liked the take, um, you know, he would smile. He, he usually did one more for safety. He wasn't too big on doing too many takes, but he was really big on doing, long setups. I mean, just and he loved the crane. And he and Mario Tosi, the cinematographer, they would just confer and confer and the lighting took like four hours. And you know, that's why we had to be there all the time. You never knew, okay, we're set, you know, it really literally took longer. As probably back in the day, most movies, the lighting and the blocking and the setup took longer than it did to shoot the actual, you know, scene which by that time you're so exhausted, you're not nervous anymore.
3: <laughs> <I just wanna laughs> do, <it. laughs>
0: do you recall any scenes that were cut from Halloween? Anything that you were in that didn't make the, the film?
2: No, I think, man, we, we shot just what they wanted and needed. Yeah. And again, that was really, if, if he could do one take, there was one take. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was back when they had film it, they couldn't see what they got you know and they mm-hmm. had to wait to see the dailies to make sure they got it so that was pretty surprising so
0: now were you surprised when they called you back to come shoot more footage and how much longer was that after was that like two years later
2: i remember it being in one year i remember being in a, a year later
0: they shot that additional footage while they were shooting *Halloween* two and *Halloween* two came out in 81.
3: So Mm.
0: figured that would have been 80. So you guys shot in 78. So I would have assumed it would have been two.
2: Yeah. So maybe, yeah, it could have
0: been, I don't know. Was it, I just wonder if that was strange. Hey, we need you to come back to shoot more footage for that movie. You, you did two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. But
2: was, it was for the TV version, right? That's what they said. So that made sense to me. So.
1: Did, didn't you work with John Travolta twice?
2: Because of being in Carrie, and he, and we had done our, you know, screen test together. And, you know, I always tell this and it's funny because I had gone to his apartment twice and I, I didn't really have a boyfriend at the time. And, and he, he was the only guy that I ever, you know, went to an apartment and he just absolutely put new, no moves on me. there, were no vibes. And I'm like, wow i don't know i guess i'm not his type and not that i wanted anything to happen but it was just weird because usually i was used to like fighting guys off or having a reason or ah no 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 you know i like you but so but this was just zero but we had a chemistry together as friends and so uh when we did go to the dailies he was my biggest fan And every time I was on screen, he just
3: was like, oh, PJ, you're so funny. So he
2: wanted me to meet his uh, manager, Bob Lamont. And so I did. And I don't think Bob Lamont was too crazy about me, but he insisted that, you know, they call my agent and have me be in the boy in the plastic bubble. And uh, I thought that was really sweet of him. And and I really like him and I liked him. And I auditioned for Urban Cowboy. But again, I didn't look like Deborah Winger. So...
0: I used to love The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Still yeah, me too. He used to come on yeah. TV all the time when I was a kid. That was
2: yeah. a good, yeah. I thought he did a really good yeah. job. I was proud of him. Glynis O'Connor, she was great. She was a big TV yeah. actress back in the
0: day. Look how current that is now.
2: Absolutely. We're all it, in a bubble.
3: We're all in the <laughs> plastic bubble now.
2: But actually, the father of my kids, not Dennis, but uh, Skip Holm, who was actually, he's a test pilot, and he was the pilot on The Right Stuff. I got together with him after Dennis, and I separated, and I had met him during the filming of The Right Stuff when he took Dennis and um, Scott Glenn up in their jets and pretended they were flying when he was flying, and he had given me a card and said, hey, when you dump this loser, give me a call, I'll give you a ride in a (laughs) P-51, and afterwards, he told me that Dennis was like making out with Pam Reed and everybody else, so that's why he called him a loser. But that was only after I found that out. But in any event, um, that's
3: awesome.
2: <laughs> in any event, these are the details that are good for my book, see? But I couldn't tell Same it's embarrassing to tell my daughter.
3: <laughs> like your
2: dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he worked for Lockheed as a test pilot, he, he has actually the most combat hours in uh, as a combat pilot in Vietnam, he's a Reno Air Ace pilot. So he was working on this plane and, and being the test pilot for this jet called the BD-10, it's a personal jet that you could buy, and Travolta, as we know, is into flying and He uh, came out one day to California city airport and, and Skip said, Oh, I'm going to give John Travolta a ride because he's thinking of maybe buying one of these. I said, I want to come. So he brought the kids out. And, and so he goes out to get his ride with Skip and me and my son, Sky, of course, and Ashley, you know, they were like 10 and three or whatever come running out. And he looks at me and goes, PJ, what are you doing here? I go, well, I'm married to the pilot. And he goes, Oh my God. I said, you're in good hands. Don't worry. Those well, I won't. <laughs> he didn't buy one, but it is. That probably was the last time I saw him. But um, mm. you know, again, if I ran into him somewhere, he'd go PJ. And so this is the bond that you keep forever with anybody that you make a movie with. Again, I say it's like kids you went to high school with you know, they, they look a lot older, but you remember them when they were young. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now John's, John's doing conventions too, or at least he was before really? the pandemic. So you never know, maybe you'll cross paths at a show someday.
2: It'd be great. He's a love bug. And, you know, I know there's so many rumors out there, Scientology, all the other stuff, but he had a huge heart and is he a very, very sweet guy. And, uh, We just, we had a lot of fun. He was like a kid on the set of Carrie, you know, Uh, everybody was, we all, we all had a good time. And Steven Spielberg, who was, who was, there's a little tidbit for you, was uh, Brian De Palma's friend. He invited him down to uh, check out the girls And uh, he asked every one of us out. We all said no, except for Amy Irving. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) they ended up getting married. (laughs) Uh, I was just remembered. I was like, no. What was he just like? He's just
1: like, you? How about You? You? Yeah, you it really was like, no, you. he
2: would sit he sat around and we all <laughs> thought, you no, know, not exactly the most attractive guy, but uh, at the time he you know, his career hadn't really gotten going yet. I don't know. That's kind of the way it was back then, you know. You invite your friends down and, and look at my look at my cast. <laughs> right. so
0: pick weird. one out, pick <laughs> one out. Which one do you want?
2: <laughs> I, I don't think it was all in one day, but it was like I think he went for Nancy Allen first. But she had her eye on Brian De Palma, and she ended up marrying him. Um, so I think Brian liked me because he asked me out a couple of times, but I said no. But and then uh, and then he asked uh, me out, and I said no. And who else? Uh, I think there were a couple of extras, maybe. And then he and then Amy, but Amy was the one that said yes. And and we remember because she told us they were going to go to this. It was a Japanese restaurant that was at the bottom of the Chateau Marmont. I can't remember the name of it. The Japanese or Chinese restaurant at the, at the foot of the Chateau Marmont.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: she told us when we were going, we all went over there. And we all like sat across the thing so we could watch Amy and her date. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were surprised that she said yes. <laughs> so we were funny that way. And Betty Buckley was staying at the Chateau Marmont because she lived in, in Manhattan. And I had to drive her, at, uh, I had a little blue pickup truck and De Palma asked me uh, as a favor, he said, could could you, I guess I didn't have drivers in those days. He said, could you pick up Betty at the Chateau? Cause I guess I lived, yeah, I lived on Franklin and uh, or I lived on Hollywood Boulevard. <clears throat> and so I'd pick her up every morning at 5.30 and she pulled down the visor of the passenger seat and she put on makeup and I go, Betty, it's 5.30, what are you doing? We're going to be in makeup. And she goes, I know, but Brian's going to be there when I walk in. Because I think they had been a couple in New York. They had dated briefly. I can't say that they were a couple, though.
1: <clears throat> oh, this is all great stuff. I can't wait to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and finish it. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, and I'll tell you another Betty Buckley story because this was really funny. So during the film, you know, she and I became friends and then we had weekends off. So we went to a concert at yeah. Universal and um, she, I picked her up. We went and on the way out, she, there were like, you know, my truck and this other guy, and he's this young kid. I swear he was like 19 years old and he's got the radio blasting and she looks over to him and they start flirting. Cause we're, you know, in, in a log jam here trying to get out of the parking lot. And all of a sudden she gets out of the car and she goes in his car and I go, Betty, what are you doing? She goes, it's okay. i see you later. That was fun. <laughs> and then the next day I call over at the chateau. I say, Betty, she didn't answer for three days. And finally, I went over there because I was so worried. I thought, what happened to Betty? Uh, We must have had Monday off or something because I went over there and I'm pounding on the door. And he answers the door with a towel wrapped around. And I go, Is Betty okay? And she goes, I'm fine. And I went, Okay. And I slammed the door. I'm
3: like, Oh my God.
1: Wait, who answered the door? (laughs) The guy. The guy from the car. Oh, the car. So
3: needless
2: to say Betty had a good weekend. (laughs) She had a
1: good time. Wow, that's ballsy. (laughs) Total
2: stranger, but I guess it's no different than I guess Tinder. I don't know how that works.
1: It's a little different. (laughs)
2: It's a a little different.
0: She was one of my favorites in Carrie. I I loved her and Carrie. Especially when she slapped Nancy. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That was the best.
0: She
1: really smacked yes. her, right? Yeah.
2: Again, I think, you know, real fire hose, real yeah. slaps. We're talking, yeah. you know, there's no stunts in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> real pig's blood, what can I say? Oh. <laughs> and, and Sissy was great because that took three days to shoot the whole prom scene. And once uh, she got the blood on her, and they put a trailer in the back of the studio that we were shooting at at Culver City Studios, which is completely changed now. But and she didn't want to wash the blood off because she wanted it to match and, and it's sticky glycerin. So for two nights, because it was three days, two nights she slept with, and then they just touched it up in the morning and continued, you know, yeah. wow. this, this, this shooting of the prom scene. So I always thought, wow. That's pretty cool. And she was the coolest girl ever. She, she, didn't want us, she didn't want to hang out with us or talk to us in the beginning because she said, I really want to feel the distance and you know, I want to alienate myself from you guys. But after about three weeks, she was like, I can't stand it anymore. You guys are having so much fun. <laughs> so then she was able to straddle you know, her character. And I never got to meet the mother.
3: <laughs> oh, Piper, oh Laurie. Mother.
2: Piper Laurie. Piper Laurie. Piper until Laurie until the yeah. conventions. She is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I really, I've gotten to know her in the last couple of years and I just really like her. And, uh, you know, I guess they had shot those scenes, not at the Culver City Studios, but somewhere else. But mm. cool. I thought she, she really validated the movie for me. When I first saw it, I went, wow, this movie is awesome. But she, Piper Laurie brings it to that real A-plus level because her mm-hmm. character was unbelievable.
3: For sure.
0: Yeah, she played crazy really well.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, she had some great lines too, right?
0: Oh yeah. Well, oh God, yeah. she had the
2: best lines. <laughs>
0: What's the, what is it? The something pants? What is it? The it's the dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. It?
2: Dirty pillows. Uh-huh.
1: Dirty pillows.
2: Yeah, and they're all gonna laugh at you. They're use, two, two <laughs> <way> all gonna laugh at
3: you.
1: They're
3: gonna laugh at you. They I'm sniffing around. Two phrases I
1: use way too often. They're all gonna dirty
2: pillows, and they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> That's i'm not funny. gonna get into why
3: but yeah.
2: <laughs> well i'm more inspired to write my book now
1: yeah oh, you should please please yeah. you're, you're a great storyteller and you have so many amazing stories
2: i, I left out the good parts
1: <laughs> and, you're, and you're so open with the stories. I can't wait to read it honestly. and I wish yeah. I wish I, I, I could have met you back at the 40th I was there and, and uh, oh. uh, but maybe I hope someday to meet you in person.
2: I'll introduce oh.
1: myself if I ever see you. So
2: Very nice to meet you, and uh, I, don't, you. I hope to get a copy of your book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write that one, too, and it's going to have all the sauce in it. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> Comes with a jar of hot sauce. He's <laughs> got
1: good stories,
0: boy. You should write a book someday, dude. Oh.
1: I, I am, actually. I'm thinking about doing it. I didn't think anyone would, would really care, but it's less about me and more about my journey through Hollywood and dealing with celebrities and actors and directors and giant movie sets and all the things that go on. And it'd be, I think, more about that, less about me. I don't think people give a shit who who I am, but it's mostly dirt. But I gotta wait till I get close to retirement, you know, and then I'm gonna then I'll do it.
0: (laughs) Which is what my book would be. (laughs) Doing doing You would
2: have a great book, but you know stories. Yeah, you have stories, but you also have a lot of video out there with you already. So, but yeah, I I think it's surprising to me that books are still relevant. But there's so many yeah. political books out there, and I'm like, wow! And they're always on the bestseller number one on the New York Times. I'm like, what? But every time you know somebody writes a book, I'm surprised at how well it does. So. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a place for actual hardcover books.
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely!
1: I read them constantly. I'm always ordering. Them. I do too. Prefer, prefer yeah. hardcover books, and yeah, and, uh, and especially people want to hear about people's you know journey through
2: absolutely
1: anything with hollywood or going through that or or traveling or seeing the world people love that stuff because then they vicariously live through you and those stories and want to see it
2: well and everybody has their own journey that isn't is unlike anybody else's so you're reading about something that you don't know about and about a person's life what could be more interesting than that so you know everyone has their own poem to write and it's uh, always going to be a very personal uh thing so uh, mm-hmm. that's what's beautiful and i'm just i'm really happy that people still do read books and they do seem to <laughs> so
1: yeah uh, me too and, and that's it's funny because i actually prefer biographies and autobiographies that's i always have ever since i was a kid i
2: like I that, that but i thing. i really am a fan of historical fiction so that's uh historical yeah. the invention, fiction that's of the, the Invention of Wings is just one of my favorite books. I just love that, you know, about the the two female abolitionists. I mean, there, it's just a beautiful and beautifully written. I love books that have prose and that are written. I think mostly, I think I like probably books written by women, but the historical fiction where it's based on something having to do with a factual event or events or time mm-hmm. in history and then... You know and and oftentimes the people themselves the, the characters but then obviously the dialogue and the circumstances and what happened within each scene has to be invented but the invention of wings if you haven't read that i, mm. I highly recommend so i will check it out that sounds yeah. really interesting
0: one last thing has because yes. i know you finally have a figure coming out in that little fright rags <laughs> But when are you going to have a proper action figure? When, there's, when is there going to be a proper Linda action figure? Come on, NECA. I'm talking to you. Let's do That's this. Right. That's right.
3: That's right.
2: Well, and people yeah. have asked about Norma, too, with the red hat. People have made those little those little pop figures. They've made them. They made them themselves. they got some other character, and they put the little red hat on, and they have me sign them. Well, never, so, there's yeah. never even
0: been a sissy space at Carrie figure. Mm-mm.
2: I think there is. Oh, is i think there? there's a carrie pop yeah are they called pop is i'm saying it right
0: i'm talking yeah. more of an action figure than a pop I and mean, pop oh. is cool too but i know they made an action figure of the remake carrie
1: but i never seen one
0: of oh, basic maybe
2: that's what it is. yeah
1: no there is there isn't a sissy spacex one
2: yeah i mean all those norma linda riff randall the PJ Souls collection. Come on, get yeah. on it. Yeah. Let's go, NECA. <laughs>
1: That's a NECA thing. They should do it.
0: Where, what, where, <laughs> what high school was Rock and Roll High School? Where was that shot?
2: Van Nuys High School.
0: Oh, it's the same mm-hmm. one as Fast and
2: uh, Yeah. Van Nuys and then the exterior uh, where we blew it up, actually. That was some, some up, somewhere downtown LA. It was a building that was set to be demolished. So we were able mm-hmm. to... I had a little pyrotechnic go up on that but <laughs> yeah van nuys was uh during the summer i guess yeah. school was out for summer <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you so much for coming all right that you guys
2: have a totally great rest of your day and happy halloween yep. everybody
0: happy halloween people. <laughs> love you yes <laughs>
2: love you
0: too. bye 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 That one's cool. I guess. the umbrella in
2: the pool. Hmm? The umbrella is in the pool.
1: Okay, can you hold on one second, Sean? Yeah, hold on.